Thank you for joining The Bevel Talk, Season 2, Episode 1. Life as a pipe welder brings a unique language, a wide range of job requirements, and high degree of skills. Today, we're talking about a journey into becoming a journeyman welder. Let's get right into it. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Bevel Talk today. Today, we have Jeff Robidoux, Craig Spindler, and Andre Stewart talking with us. So, guys... Let's get to know you. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, who you are, what your background is. Andre? I'm Andre Stewart with uh, Miller Electric Application Specialist. Uh, I've been with Miller just over a year now. Uh, before that, I spent 18 years with a contractor here in town, and I've been in the uh, welding business for about 25 years. Name is Jeff Robidoux, um, Miller Electric Application Specialist. Been with Miller 15 years. Prior to that, I worked for Local 400 with different various contractors, welding pipe. I'm Craig Spindler, uh, also with Miller Electric, application specialist, um, out of Local 400 as well. Worked with them for uh, about 30 years. I've been out of the local. Okay, great. Well, thanks for joining us today, guys. Um, so, obviously, you guys have different backgrounds. You're all working with Miller now. But I want to talk about where you got started, who you've worked with in the past. Um, what type of work have you done? Um, I started in the stainless process piping. Um, both my brothers are in in that business, and they're the ones that actually got me into it. Found that I was pretty good with it, so I stuck with it. How did they get you started? My dad told me to. <laughs> okay, so kind of a family business. Okay. Jeff, how did you get into welding? How did it start for you? What? Actually, it started um, back in high school. I took a basic welding class, and I liked it from there. Um, after I graduated high school, I went on to Fox Valley Tech, got my associate's degree in welding. From there, I joined the union and um, became a, a journeyman welder. Craig? Uh, similar to Jeff, I took a lot of welding and shop classes when I was back in high school and um, did find out I was fairly decent at it and um, grew up uh, next to somebody that actually owned a large fabrication shop that I was unaware of and was offered a job to work with for them. and. Um, so I ended up working in there and working with uh, Local 400 as well. So, Okay. So, Andre, it looks like you're kind of the odd man out here. Did you start in high school as well? or um, Other than the uh, shop classes we had in school, that was, uh, that was about the extent of it. Okay. So I, I got to ask the question, right? Why in the world did you take a shop class in high school? What made you start in the welding side of that? Uh, for myself, I grew up out in the country with the farm and stuff, and it was just something that we always did. I mean, welding was something that my grandpa and all those guys did, but um, I just seemed to enjoy it. My brothers, everybody was always mechanical, so it was something that I just fell in with. Actually, we were required to take some shop classes in high school, and I took the metal one and enjoyed welding. That's how I got my start. Okay. So I I was very similar to more to Andre than Craig and Jeff. I started welding as part of the family business uh, growing up and just kind of what you did if you wanted to hang out with dad. So that's where I got my start. So let's talk a little bit now, you know, with Local 400 traveling around, you guys have all worked in various locations with different people. What kind of plants or projects have you worked on? Um, I've done a couple of outages at the Kiwani Nuclear Plant and Point Beach. Uh, most of my time was spent in the fab shops. Um, my background is uh, more vessels than piping. Okay. Um, I've been on pa a few paper mills in the valley here, but I mainly worked in a shop, started off in vessels, then I worked my way over to the piping side of the business. Um, so I was in a lot of fabrication shops in the beginning, or the fabrication shop, and they did multiple different work, like Andre vessels and different piping. We did stuff for 
back in the day was for Budweiser, Coors, Miller, that type of stuff, process piping. Um, and then I worked out for um, another contractor where we did ammonia refrigeration in the field for various dairies and any food production type of plants, stuff like that. Okay. So did it ever, was it ever difficult to keep going? Did you ever want to give up as you were starting in or getting into the welding industry? Usually in the summer when it got hot. Okay. Were there any, anything else, Craig or Jeff? Yeah. Every day is difficult, right? I mean, it's never easy. So it just depends on the day. I mean, uh, but you have to keep on rolling and do your job. I think, you know, the challenging was every day was something different. So it kept my interest going because never really welded the same thing every day. It was different configurations. So let, let's talk a little bit more about that. You you all mentioned that every day is, is challenging. What what are some of those those challenges that you faced, you know, personally, whether it be moving from the vessel side to the pipe side or being on different job sites all the time? What What does that look like? And let's talk like we're talking to somebody that's, in high school or just getting out of high school and, and starting trying to figure out what they really want to do as a career? Every every joint, like Jeff said earlier, every 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 pipe assembly is different. Every every vessel you build is different. So um, honestly, it's going to sound bad, but people are the most difficult when you're out there, right? Um, people are different. They like to see it done their way sometimes. So um uh, but the uh, the the welding, like Jeff said, is usually enjoyable. It's just each each thing is different, different positions, different things, different diameters. Um, so so that's that's what I found was some of the difficulty is just just you know having it done the way the people want or or the way the customer is expecting it to be done sometimes. Don't walk, weld. The more your welders walk, the more it costs. Get more welds done and stop wasting money when you use Miller products with ArcReach technology. See ArcReach in action at MillerWelds.com slash ArcReach. What's one thing you wish you had known sooner or learned faster when you started in welding? As you say that, you know, different joint configurations, things are different, dealing with people, there's a lot of math involved or not a lot of math involved. What What's something that would help somebody that's trying to get into the industry or trying to get in with a, a local union to, to keep going? Definitely a lot of math involved. I mean, work, I've worked with Andre in the past and building vessels and stuff like that. There's always a lot of figuring, a lot of math, a lot of math and stuff like that involved. Um, patience is big if they don't have a lot of patience. You know, that's a big one. And honestly, uh, we don't see a lot of females in the industry, so... Uh, usually they're probably one of the better TIG welders because their hand-eye coordination is much better than a male. So um, we, I've run into a few, and they're always good welders, you know. So, Andre, what's some of the biggest things you wish you'd learned earlier? Well, I wish I would have gotten into this a lot sooner than what I did. Um, I didn't know about the apprenticeship. Uh, I moved to uh, Appleton area in 2000, and before that I was with, uh, uh, lived in central Wisconsin, and I wish I would have found this a lot sooner than what I did. Okay. Just because the there's good money to be made in this business, and I, like I said, I wish I would have known that sooner. I think that, that's kind of a misconception about the welding industry, that it's dirty, hard work, and you don't make any money at it. But really, I think if, if more people, more students, more parents knew that, hey, there's opportunities for education, advancement, and growth in the welding industry, then definitely it'd be something that becomes more of a focus, and we'd have less issues with labor shortages and such. 
Well, the bigger thing is they need to get this out in high schools instead of pushing four-year college degrees. They need to start pushing trades more, whether it's welding, electrical, plumbing, any trades. That's the big thing. High schools do not promote trades at all, or if they do, it's very little. Right, and sometimes those are considered more remedial classes. It is. For, for the guys like us that we liked it. Yeah, a lot of the high schools, like Jeff said, they they just don't ex- they don't even give it a, um, a possibility to take those classes anymore. Budgets are are slim, and that's the first thing to go, unfortunately. And and this is exactly what the country needs: is more of those skilled trades and more of that that coming back from that side. You mentioned an apprenticeship program. Do you guys want to talk a little bit more about how that works, so we can let some of our listeners understand more about that? Um, they can start fairly early, right? I mean, now there's some of the areas are, are adding in the youth apprenticeships, right? Coming from, from high school and, and going on from there. So, um, the apprenticeship, uh, I haven't, it's been a long time since I've been in that. So I don't know a lot of some of the details now. Um, I don't know if any of the other guys do. No, I didn't serve an apprenticeship when I, when I moved to the area and I joined local 400, I already had six years experience. So I came in under a training contract, so I had to go do uh, night school classes on my own time. That's I didn't get, didn't get paid for, but it was part of the contract I had signed with Local 400. I think it's important that we, we make sure that they do understand that there's options right out of high school or in high school, and, and even for older people that, that want to learn about welding, right? Now, let's talk about your most memorable or one of your most memorable jobs that you've done. What are some of the experiences, the exciting, crazy scary stuff because it's an exciting industry everything's different every time weather plays a factor what you're doing people you're around every day probably one of the cooler ones when i was with bassett i think andre was there at the time as well but they, we were running uh some diving bells we were building diving chambers that went down hundreds of feet into the in the a whole assembly where the divers lived in them for up to three months at a clip, you know, and it has their whole living chambers, their bunks, their bathrooms. It was a whole assembly of stuff that that went on these great giant ships, right? That I thought that was kind of a cool thing to be able to see and build the whole thing, you know, and and start to finish. Right, that was that was unique too because when you're building these these vessels with uh, decompression chambers, the bells themselves and their um, the chambers actually live in, you, you kind of got to think to yourself, okay, there's a, there's a handful of guys that are going to be living in this thing underneath the water. So it, it kind of sheds a different light on it that, you know, you got to make, make a quality weld and you got to, you got to think of the guy that's living in there because they're going to sit in there. They're staring at these viewports. They're staring at these welds and they have nothing but time to pick them apart. And if you don't do it right, you know, there's potential for catastrophic failure and, and people Absolutely. dying. And the amount of testing that's done on these uh, um, these vessels that are actually have human occupancy, they're they're pretty stringent. I think that's one of the most important things to me that that was impressed on me is, especially in, in pipe and vessels, if you don't do it right, there's serious chance of, of injury and, and loss of life. And you have to do it right. Absolutely. So aside from being members of Local 400... Um, what are some other certifications or other things that you guys have done to help with your welding career? Well, all three of us are uh, CWIs. Okay. Yeah, CWI, CWE, those types of things. Continuing education is always going to be crit- critical, right? Um, you always have to keep on learning. When you stop learning, you're going to get in trouble. So what drove you to become a CWI? Was it for career advancement? Was it better understanding or? Both. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I, I think you're exactly right. It's important to, to understand codes, understand what's going on so that you can perform better at your job, but also help the overall industry grow. Couple of final questions. What are the things that kept you going when you had difficult people to work with or it was hot outside or you just weren't able to to master a skill? What kept you going in, in, in welding? Was it the paycheck? Was it because you didn't know what else you wanted to do? Or was it because it was just a point of pride to to master a skill? Yeah. Family, <laughs> right? Family, the paycheck, doing the things that you need to do. But uh, again, it's that that difficult time isn't going to last forever, so it's going to end and get that get that difficult project done and on to the next easier one, right? Something may, may be more enjoyable. Okay, I have a question for all three of you, but more specifically to Andre. You know, you mentioned that you got into welding a little bit later in life. What do you think your life would have been like, or how would it have changed if you had gotten into welding earlier? Well, I wouldn't have struggled so hard to make ends meet in my earlier years. And uh, I think it's a little bit more uh, secure job. I did, I did quite a few different things from, <laughs> yeah, let's leave it at that. I think a little bit of everything, <laughs> a right? A little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, so Craig and Jeff, what is being a welder, being in welding brought into your life that wouldn't be there if you had done something different? Stability, right? Uh, um, I, it was an early beginning for me, so. Um, more stability and, and consistency, like Andre was saying, it was financially you were stable. Um, welding is a good living. It might be not easy, but it, it's a good living, right? Yeah, and it's not glamorous. It's, it's hot, it's dirty, but, it, you know, it's, it's a good living. But at the end of the day, you get to drive by something and say, hey, kids, I built that. I, I think that's one of the, the most fun things is going all over and being able to tell my kids, you know, I was part of this. I was part of this mega project or this this reactor or something else, right? Well, thank you, gentlemen. We appreciate it. Join us next time as we talk with Craig, Jeff, and Andre um, more about fundamentals of welding.